Hey everybody, this is Keach Rainwater with the Designated Drummer Podcast, and I have a very special guest today, Kelly Bamberger, better known as Kelly Bam Bam. Hey! Or AKA Bam Bam. Right. Or Kelly Bam. Just Bam. Kelly Bam. Just Kelly Bam. Kelly Bam, Bam, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I think that's the coolest name. And you were telling me a little while ago that um, your actual name is Bamberger, and it people is. just were looking for some nickname to call you, like Bam Bam, or they were going to call you Animal. Yeah, but. in college, they asked me what I wanted to be called, Animal or Bam Bam, because <laughs> Animal was off the Muppets. Right, yeah. And I was like, no, not Animal. Bam Bam is just my name. That's cool. So. And, you know, we were talking earlier, and I asked you, I said, did they want to call you Animal because maybe that's the way you looked when you played? And you had the most interesting answer. We were just talking off off microphone, off off uh, recording, um, off the air. And uh, you said it depends on the gig. And I thought that kind of intrigued me a little bit. Uh-huh. I thought most drummers just play like they play, like all the time. It's just like, that's how I play. But you said it depends on the gig. And that's mm-hmm. very interesting. Like a chameleon, you just play what kinda you need. Kind of conform to uh, the where I'm playing, the, yeah. the, the room. But like I would do a gig, uh, me and Terry Miles, where he was playing acoustic guitar and pedal bass and it was just that and wow. drums and so and you don't want to like overpower I don't, I don't that wanna, yeah. yeah so I, I want to yeah. play for like the environment and the type of gig well, and then cool. yeah and and so uh for those that don't know down in nashville on broadway there are a bazillion clubs <laughs> there is a bazillion clubs down there and they all have like live music down on broadway most of them most of the clubs have live music and all day long and late into the night and there's mm-hmm. shifts and it, there's a whole system there right and yeah. i am so interested and intrigued to learn how all that whole system works okay you know, the <laughs> downtown you've been doing it since okay and this is another cool thing we were just talking off off the air you and i moved to town the same time the same yeah. month in april this, of 94 yes yes that like you so, said you said yeah. Uh, you said uh, Easter of, of 94, and I thought, that's when I moved here. Like, not Easter, but April, like the first, whatever, some, sometime in April mm-hmm. of 94 is when I moved here with Texas E, which ended up being Lone Star, which blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Now it's, you know, I, I was one of those lucky few that moved here with a gig, you know. Yeah. And uh, tell, tell me about how you came to Nashville and what happened and your story of how you started out. Well, um, I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I was working for a marketing firm, and then I also played gigs. And my roommate, um, her brother, a successful drummer in Nashville, and he was playing with this group, uh, Rebecca Holden, and he couldn't make the gig. And um, she's like, well, my roommate could do it. And so they were performing at the Tulsa Performing Arts Center. Right. And I was working, and I was like, well, I'll just pretend I'm sick. <laughs> so I, I, I skipped work that day. What were you doing then? What was the work? It was marketing, marketing job. Yeah, because I got my somewhere. degree in marketing. Oh, okay. It's a marketing firm. And so I, um, I, I don't know. So she sent me the music or something like that. And I went to the gig and was prepared. And then I was like, I was playing with all these Nashville players that were already established here, and I, I, I was just blown away. They, yeah. You know, they're all so good. And I was like, I want to do this. And I remember um, I got a check from her for the gig. It was 100 bucks. Wow. 
and I still have that check. To oh, really? Be, I, well, I, I haven't made a copy of it. Oh, okay. I was so, like, because before that, I had auditioned for Berkeley School of Music, and I got a small scholarship, so it was either, like, Berkeley or Nashville, so Nashville now <laughs> took precedence. Right. And um, I left my boyfriend and his cat when they were waving to me, and I packed up my Honda CRX with my Yamaha drum set, and I came here, and um, the sky was uh, like smoggy uh-huh. and it was like an orange smog wow. and i remember i went to forks drum closet and i bought my first drum here it was a 13 inch piccolo snare drum and it was orange because it matched the sky okay <laughs> so wow that's cool i do remember that year coming i was kind of back and forth between dallas and here and it, there was an ice storm that had hit of course, I was coming from Texas, so I would drive through Arkansas, and I saw all these trees bent over, like bent down from the ice storm. And, of course, the ice had already melted, but these trees were still bent down, and it was the weirdest surreal thing oh. to drive along the highway and see all these trees that are arched over and oh, bent down yeah. or broken or whatever from that ice storm. Do you remember the ice storm at all? I, I do, yeah. I do yeah. remember the ice storm. Since we moved here the same yep. month, exactly the same time, we both packed up our vehicles and moved here yeah that's cool we probably passed each other on the highway at some point probably or like you were coming from tulsa and i was coming from dallas we probably somewhere or along the way we probably were right uh behind each other or something so um you play down on broadway what is what are some of the artists you play with right now um i play with uh shannon messer and ken taylor in the mornings mm-hmm. um, in the mornings like how early in the Chase morning do they start um we start at 10 a.m. Really? Country yeah. music at 10 a.m.? Like, and some, like, I used to do the gig down there. This is at Honky Tonk Central. And for certain events, we start at 7. That's the name of the club, Honky Tonk Central. Honky Tonk Central. Central. Right. We started at 7 a.m. because 7 they had the marathon. And oh, and so we had right. to be, um, we weren't the band, you know, they have, usually they'll have bands throughout the marathon, but we were playing at Honky Tonk, so, so we had to start at 7 a.m. sometimes, yeah. so... Wow, um, I just can't imagine. So, but I haven't getting up at like five in the morning. You get a shower, drive down here, and get set up at seven. Now I've done it before for TV. For TV, you know, yeah. where you're like the Good Morning America or whatever, and you have to set up outside or wherever the thing in the studio, and you have to be there at like five in the morning or something, you know, to set to play. But I mean, like a a bar, like on yeah, Broadway. and people actually show up and they're ready to drink. Or oh, they're me. still there from the night before, right? <laughs> no, yeah, right. <laughs> they just wait I'm, in their car for a few minutes and then come back in. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and so, th- to play down on Broadway uh, nowadays and back then, there's a whole, there's kind of a system that, you know, drummers and other musicians, because I see them all the time down there carting their equipment, like drummers especially, they have these little carts. Even guitar players, they'll have these little carts they wheel around from gig to gig. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's kind of a system that you have that you do audition for those things and they just um, show up and... Since they have auditions now, like Tootsies mm-hmm. will hold auditions Saturday afternoons um, from two to six and... For full wh- bands or for, whether, for just musicians? Uh, musician and or singer. Okay. So like um, I was here way before that. And right. so I was, you know, I was the first, I was with the first one to play at honky tonk central right, you know because course, it had yeah. just opened it used to be shauna keys and so i've kind of just been here and word of mouth and yeah. grace of god gotten gigs now like you if you do want to get in the tootsie circuit you go through like an audition 
mm-hmm. like that. Um, the other clubs don't have that. Yeah. And, and, you know, the best thing to do is go to every single club, watch people, and mm-hmm. um, introduce yourself and stick around and go back again. Yeah. And, you know, be ready if they invite you up to play. Yeah. And let them know who you are. And so another question I would have, this is me just being technical. Um, so you're playing down on Broadway. I imagine they and I've heard that they play a lot of the same songs, like because whatever's popular. Like, um, are you expected to know all these kind of new songs or even old older songs, like Restless Heart songs or George Jones songs and like that? You kind of have to have a working library in your brain about mm-hmm. how to play those, where the breaks are, what the tempos are, all that mm-hmm. technical stuff. You have to. You're expected to know all that, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And since you're the drummer, you're the yeah. quarterback of the band. You have to know how to count them off. You have to know kind of how they go mm-hmm. without any rehearsal, I, I think, in a lot right. of cases, right? And you can, like, if you don't, what I, ha- I have YouTube Premium. And right. I just get on, like, I'll have uh, in my ears, cause I'm, and I'll just lick up the song in the first couple the of seconds. The original version of the song. So, first couple yeah. of seconds, I'm like, okay, now I have the groove. Okay, right. I'll I'll tap tempo that into my yeah. metronome, and at least I can do that. And man, keep your I keep my eyes aware, you know, of what's going on. Okay, okay, we're now we're going to the chorus, we're going to the verse. Right, and yeah. since I've been doing it most of my life, I, I can feel where it's going to go. Right. And there is yeah. a set kind of cookie cutter thing where okay, right. now here we come to the breakdown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you're you're one of those like I've talked about a lot in my podcast about listening one of those drummers that listens you know some drummers don't listen and they just plow through it and expect the band to follow them but a good drummer will listen to everybody else of what's going on and kind mm-hmm. of not not and, and just try and fit and serve the song basically yeah right? yeah don't like if yeah. you don't just show off and do everything you know yeah. if if you yeah, don't it's not know about you it's on. about the song the and team about player the artist too. so it's you, you when you listen and i um i've told this before on my podcast i think i heard or read an article about Peter Townsend talking about Mooney, you know, Keith Moon. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he loved about Keith Moon was that he listened. And there would be parts of the song where Keith Moon would mimic what the guitar just did or what the vocals doing or make it fit the, like, it's something like you could tell he's listening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, And that's one thing he really liked about Keith Moon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and that's what you're doing is basically you're listening to the band, you're listening to the parts, and you're listening to the... Uh, the groove and the feel and you can kind of almost anticipate what's coming up next right yeah. correct yes so you know when to lay back or when to do a big fill into a chorus or something like that yeah yeah very yeah. cool um so how, how in your opinion down on broadway that's been your whole thing how has it changed from say oh like when you first got here in the 90s obviously the music has changed we know that the music has gone from kind of like garth brooks to, to you know all these artists that have come along uh including us lone star you know and not really changed the face of country music but we've you know it has changed along the way mm-hmm. and how is how is it in your opinion on broadway changed like uh, technically uh, and musically and musically the bar is set so high now um there's so many good players here there's just they're everywhere when i first moved here um you still had slot machines in some of the clubs and really? it was it was um you had a lot of Unfortunately, I mean, homeless people. Yeah, right. You know, um, and it wasn't, uh, Broadway wasn't a place where really, like, you got the middle income class. They weren't really coming down there too much. Right, yeah. And so, it was a different, way different scene. You still had, um, 
like there was a like a porno magazine shop down there oh, right. you know yeah. and 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 different things like that that would not attract tourists the general yeah, public it wasn't yeah. such yeah. a tourist trap and now um you have all the all the bridesmaid parties uh-huh, yeah. and all the broader and, and and it's real clicky it's real yeah. fun to go to it's, it's become fucking, kind of like a travel destination people fly here they get an uber they get a fine airbnb downtown oh, and they just go walking broadway and go yeah. club to club and yeah. yeah and and you know you have major players playing on broadway you know they might have artist gig and they go do that and then they come back you mm-hmm. know and and um it's good because you can keep your your chops up yeah always it seems to me one of the things that has changed is these artists that have made it now they're opening their own bars you know? <laughs> yeah and that's something <laughs> you know you got jason aldean's place you got uh oh god yeah. i could go on and on john rich our old bass player he opened yes. up his place and uh doesn't toby keith have a place down there too and um toby, uh, toby keith i don't think he had well i know he has a club somewhere i couldn't remember yeah. if he had a um, faction in nashville or not in blake downtown. and yeah blake sheldon's place eric's coming up yeah right so so that's one thing I know Garth. that's changed is, yeah. is like, hey, you get famous and you make a lot of money and then you open a, your own, I know. put your name on the sign out front. Yeah. Um, it drove out some of the club owners that were there. You oh, know? right. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, they sold off. They made a pretty penny selling their yeah, like right. full moon saloon that used to be down there. Um, um, but now it's real famously driven you know yeah. celebrity driven down there and so it brings in a lot of people so where do you, like here's another technical question you know down there parking is is at a premium <laughs> like how did you make that work i know that a lot of the clubs have their own drum kits and you just bring sort of your symbols in your stick bag or whatever but where do you park and like how does that work um i i find free spots uh-huh. like um, oh, so you know yeah um uh. like you can park at nissan stadium um, when there's not a, like a, a Titans football game or yeah. a big event, and there's a website I can go on and find out. Usually, it gives me a summary of the whole year, and so mm-hmm. I can park there, walk across the pedestrian street bridge. Yeah, right. And so it's about you know a ten minute walk to the club. And that's with your symbol. No, I um, I keep I'm very grateful i keep my equipment down in the basement oh okay of, that's good that's good club. wherever you're that's good so you yeah, just have to walk there and you're good to go yeah yeah you don't have to worry about and then i have my cart my drum cart and oh, cool. i use that all the time and on any given day are you sort of going from club you like you have this morning thing and then you have an afternoon somewhere else with a different band is that right always or? yeah wow always a different band you keep up with all the songs from different bands that would drive me crazy well <laughs> you just uh <laughs> If 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 you want, like if you're new to it, Tootsie's does have a um, oh, on their website songs that you should kind of know. Can they oh, give you that's a, cool. Now so, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. So Tootsie's actually has a list of songs that they kind of want you to play, that they sort of expect you to play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and I remember that I was playing with the guy that that came up with that because he was asking us all so what song do you think should be on here you know way back when yeah and um but that's just a very small amount of songs that you really need to learn so 
Um, and that probably comes from customers that come in there and listen and say, hey, we really love this song or that, like crowd favorites, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah, and then, you know. Like friends you, in Low Places would be one. Oh, you know, that's Everybody wants to hear that. That's the standard. <laughs> but then, you know, like you have, it's great to have your serious radio and you can get all the, you can get the older station, you can get the 90s station, yeah, Prime right. Country. Prime Country and, and then the new Y2K. Y2K. Yeah, I have both of those on my serious <laughs> So you can have that on your listening. You know? Yeah. And I always tell people that when you listen to Prime Country, which is mostly 90s, it seems like, 90s country, Lonnie Wilson is on almost every song. Oh, God, yeah. Lonnie Wilson, yeah. I swear to God, it's Something like Brooks and Dunn. And he played, with, he played on some of our early stuff, you know, like the No News and stuff like that. And every, like Wade Hayes and uh, all those, uh, John Michael Montgomery, you know, all those 90s acts. It's like Lonnie Wilson, Lonnie Wilson, Lonnie <laughs> Wilson. There's another song with Lonnie Wilson. Is there any song that doesn't have Lonnie Wilson on it? Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Definitely. But uh, anyway, so, yeah. Um, that is cool that they have a list of songs that you sort of, like a like a cheat sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And you just and have then, to learn them. Yeah, and then when you, like when you play with a, a group or something you can just send a text hey can you send me your song list yeah and at least you have a basis of what they're gonna do and they may or may not even do some of that stuff on that song wow. list and do others okay things. i'm gonna test your knowledge how many beats per minute is friends in low places i uh, bet you know the answer uh, like, friends, you're i don't know friend, actually that's one oh, really? i just yeah because i just let the let them oh because it starts it. out i just let them you don't count it off it. right yeah. it starts out with the guitar well, i don't know why i should blame it on my roots yeah and then, you could ask me any other song okay that's cool. Um, so have you done sessions and played in the studio? Uh, yeah, um, I did one for Capitol Records with um, um, a guy named Tim. I can't think of his last name. But, Tim um, McGraw, something like that. Tim Wilson. <laughs> Tim Wilson. Tim Wilson. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's now passed on. But, yeah, I did that. Um, he's a good friend with Jim Lightman, uh, yeah. Jim Lightman Studio. Cool. So, How did you find the studio? Uh, had you had much studio experience before that? Um no, not really, um, but I did a lot of recording with Jim Lightman, and I met him through, he was playing down on 2nd Avenue on Christmas Eve, and we hit it off and, That's cool. and done that. How did you find the studios. studio environment when you first went in there? Was it a bit intimidating? Well, it's... Like it's, it was for it, me when I first yeah, went in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, though, Yeah, you know, but everything... Um, everything, like, you, you, you just need to relax. Yeah, and, there's a lot more expectation in the studio from producers okay. and from other you know it's kind of more of a you know knuckle down and more serious it's not like hey eh, you're playing live and it's just fun and yeah that's close enough but in the studio it's like no it has to be this feel or it has mm-hmm. to be this intensity or whatever yeah find yeah. out how the, how you how they everyone kind of wants the song to go and yeah. you talk about it and, and then you map it out yeah right exactly yeah did you um did you have fun with your first few studio experiences? Oh yeah, I you loved had to play it. to a click, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you it. find? Have you had you played to a click before? Yeah. Um, well, when I first moved here, I had not ever played to a click, and so I'd been playing. I started playing to a click, um, actually on Broadway. Yeah. And wow. um, then, uh, so I was more a lot more prepared when I went in the studio because right. I had. You'd already it. done that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, en- I enjoy playing to click and I enjoy playing without a click. You know, yeah, it brings right. out. I'm the same diff- way. I'm it, the same it, way. It, it can bring out different ty- kind of, even d- different drum fills. Yeah, right. You know, 
and emotion. I feel exactly the same way. I'm 50-50. I enjoy using the clip because it's a comfort zone that I, that I feel mm-hmm. like that I have, that I don't have to, nobody's going to judge that, that I speed up a little bit, that I slow down. But then at the same time, I like playing without it because there's a, there's a human uh. feel to it that just, the band is, and I don't know if you're like me, but I'll play without the click, but I'll imagine the click in my head. I almost hear it. I almost uh, sort of dream about it in my head. Like, I'm imagining what it would sound like, you know, mm. with a click going or with a drum machine going or something, and I'd mimic that when I play. And so it tends to come out pretty close to, to good tempo. Yeah. You know. it's, it's always cool when, like, I'll be playing a click, and I'll turn it off, and then um, I can look down at my live bpm or if i just want to turn it back on and i'll be with it oh yeah right and that's like test your sort of test your time yeah it's like oh that's that's nice you know thank you jesus that i still still there yeah yeah you didn't get off too much yeah Yeah. um so what um i wanted to talk a little bit about your practice routines you have a practice kit at home and you can i have have a kit yeah and so um I don't practice a whole lot anymore just because I'm playing so lot, right, so much. Right, that's true. But um, the other day I, I was like, um, when I'm trying to learn new songs, because yeah. there's always, I make notations of the songs that, new songs that they want to play and stuff. And so um, I don't, I'm not sitting down all the time and practicing like, you know, like yeah. I was when I had a lot of time. Right. But, um, but when you need to, but, uh, you, you have a kit that you can yeah, kind yeah, of practice Yeah, I have on. a kit. So you don't really have a routine because you don't do it that often, but um, I'm just always I, curious I, I about seem, what type of things you work on. I'm, well, um, a while back ago, several years ago, um, I sometimes you can hurt a limb or it right. doesn't feel well. And um, I was watching this guy, and he had a horrible disease, and he was – he just switched up. He started playing left-footed right, and okay. left-handed because he couldn't wow. the other way. Yeah. And so um, I just, even before, like, if I got an injury or anything, I started doing that, playing left lead yeah. and then left foot. So I'd bring my double bass. And so then one time I hurt myself, and I have an extra remote hi-hat okay. with a little three-foot cable wow. and I set that up on my right so I had that so I was playing that and then playing left-footed on my slave oh my and gosh then, so yeah. and so it's really it's really helped my mind to play um open-handed and yeah. left-footed it increases how you think and exactly it makes you the pocket and yeah. just yeah, it's pretty cool. And if anything, I would say it definitely makes you appreciate just the simple playing right-footed, you know, normal. It does, and it, it improves your you... right foot without even using your right foot. Exactly. Because yeah. it's the space between each note. Right, yeah. And so my practice routine a long time ago, when I was doing this, I'd go home and just, um, I'd set up my drum set backwards, you know, left-handed uh, instead of right-handed. Yeah. So that I've tried it. playing, <laughs> excuse me, a left-handed kid that was some place we were at and they wanted us to come sit in well it was a left-handed drummer like the whole kit mm-hmm, was left-handed mm-hmm. so i had to figure out i was like i don't know i can try you know so i went up there and i sounded i probably sounded something like a fifth grader yes. trying to play for the first time because <laughs> i was playing everything backwards you know and uh but it made me think like you know, if i had to i guess i could but it's going to take it would take a while to work that up you know yeah i could do fills and 
uh, open the hi-hat at certain times and that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exciting because you can be playing this, like, friends in low places. You can get so bored playing one song that you played forever, but once you turn it around, yeah. um, it's pretty challenging it's and challenge, fun. Yeah. And, and it's like your mind opens up. Wow, that is great. So, mm-hmm. that, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a given day, on any given day, you... Let's say you don't start at seven in the morning. Let's just say you start at ten. Ten, like, start, 10 start at ten in the morning. What is your, what's your typical day like, and when do you get to finish? Um, on like right now, God willing, on Monday and Tuesday, I do a double, uh-huh. so I get done at six. At ten, six, ten to yeah. six, and so and then I do another double the next day, and and so I used to do a lot of triples. And, yeah, which is which, like late which, into which the is, night, right? Each each gig is four hours. Wow. Oh, I see. And um, so I would do. 10 to 10 yeah and then i used wow. to do a lot of late nights which i try to stay away from right. those because you get down to you know you finish around 3 30 in the morning oh my god i remember those days and everybody wants to go out to eat or something oh and my then you gosh. don't get home until like the sun's coming up yeah i remember those days and it just turns your whole world around know, then you, <laughs> you sleep can't... till noon and then you have to you know oh god <laughs> i do remember but, back in those days down in, in the Dallas days when we played clubs and you know you'd get done at like two in the morning and then everybody wants to go eat and then you finally make it home and some of these places in Dallas Fort Worth area I lived in the Dallas area or up in Plano and some of them were like in Fort Worth or Euless or something like that where it was like over an hour away and you still have to drive home uh-huh. after you eat breakfast at two or three or whatever yeah that is tough it's... so do you play any other instruments um I play a little bit of piano, and mm-hmm. I can do some chords on the guitar, and and then I did like you were talking about. I used to do trumpet. You played trumpet, yeah. Too? But, so amazing. I would do trumpet in second stage band, and drums in first stage band. Oh, that's in, cool! Uh, like wow. Sixth, sixth grade, but so, I only played trumpet in sixth grade. I only did yeah. it then. And my dad is a trumpet player, and so, um, he, in his band, he played trumpet and keyboard. Oh wow! So. And that's how I got my start. Him and I would go to nursing homes when I was young, and he's playing piano, and I play drums. And we'd play, like, Satin Doll or something like that, and we'd go to a bunch of nursing homes and play. Did did you guys play trumpet at all, like, in those nursing homes? I know. Just Just piano drums. That's cool. That's neat. That's awesome. Um, So so um, you're down on Broadway. Is there any like way we can see you play i mean like what what's the what did you say the name of the i'm at honky tonk central honky tonk central yeah um and that's it monday in the morning through, right? yeah monday through thursday mornings okay and then i do let's see monday um then i go to tootsies after that from two to six and um and then tuesday i'm still at honky tonk central all day long wow and then um then I play at Rippy's on the weekend. Yeah. And so, and then this week, I'm actually going to play at uh, Redneck Riviera. Oh, right. Red, okay. Yeah. yeah. John Rich's place. Yeah, yeah. John yeah. Rich's yeah. place on the second floor, which I have never played on there. We have played floor. there before. He invited us out uh, to do something. Uh, for, I can't remember if it was something was going on, and we all went there, and we sat in, we played, and he got up there and sang with us a little bit on the, yeah. second, the second floor one. They have an airstream thing, or yeah, that, I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think there is up cut there in somewhere. half or something like yeah. that. And uh, it's just—it's not a big room, but it's the stage is kind of cool. You know, the stage is sort of the same level as the dance floor and mm-hmm. all that. So okay. it's not like there's yeah. not risen up. It's just kind of like you're just right there. 
They kind of put I, you in the corner. I've seen it, but I have not played there, so that'll be my first time on that floor. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. So, um, so you, you've been doing this since pretty much down on Broadway since '94, right? Since you got here, right? So well, I started in uh, on Broadway in '96. In oh, '96. Yeah. yeah, and before that, I was playing all, you know, Dickerson Road and yeah. any club, you know, um, Dixon, any any just, yeah. and so I didn't really know about Broadway so much, and then. Um, and you were with David Frizzell, is that right, David Yeah, Frizzell? David Frizzell. Yeah, in, for a while? Yeah, and then yeah. I played a gig with um, Earl Thomas Conley. Oh, my God. That would have been one of my Yeah, I got, we got oh. to play the Astrodome. Wow. That, that was neat. That's cool. It that was, was half of the Astrodome. They had, a, like, a private function there. Oh, that's cool. But, um, so if you had your dream artist gig what, what what would it be? Like, if someone said, you could just play with anybody. I love Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, really? Yeah. You'd be her drummer? Uh, um prince would have been really cool yeah of course yeah i mean there's just so many Mm -hmm. that i would love to do yeah but um i'm really grateful to just make a living at doing what i'm that i love yeah i don't have to go work in an office or anything you know and you don't have to hit the road on a tour bus and be gone from home a lot yeah really cool that you really like sleeping in my own bed yeah sleeping (laughs) on your bed every night and get to get out your creative you know frustrations and go play with a bunch of different bands and stuff yeah. Do you like playing with different bands is there some kind of a there's a satisfaction to that i i do it's it's um it's challenging playing um songs you never heard of some but sometimes it's 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 nice when you are with like like in the morning time we just have the same pretty much the same rhythm section yeah so that's comforting so the different singers will come in and yeah well we have the same singers we do we change out actually we change out the bass player twice like he plays on monday and tuesday and we have another bass player on wednesday and thursday so and then we have a different guy singer on monday yeah so we everyone like kind of knows each other but then but then then i go to another band and that's made up with different people. Yeah. And but I've played with all these people for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so you kind of know what to expect when yeah, they and, get up there. Well, like this weekend, it's a it's a group that I haven't played with in a while. So yeah. I got her song list again, and having to do some refreshing and charting, and you know, make yeah. sure I'm prepared for that. Yeah. Have you done any writing? Have you gotten into writing sessions? Um, or do you enjoy? Not that at really. All? I haven't done any writing. I I did on my own but as far as um going and recording it um my roommate wrote a song and we did that but i haven't done too much of that i'm not i'm kind of the same way i'm not really much i have written on certain things when i was sort of in the room or involved and say hey we're all going to get together and write the song Uh and i was involved in it but i never did you know I i never was sort of like the did the writer's thing like every day for you know where you go and oh, have yeah. writers appointments all the time and with the publishing company and all that but um so um you what was another question i had for you i know there was another question i had for you um so you have you still have your yamaha drums that you sort of i sold those and i have so, noble and cooley oh noble a, and cooley yeah i had a ledwig and a yamaha kit yeah and i had a blue sparkle 67 ledwig oh wow and it was a 20 inch kit kick and yeah. man, I wish I wouldn't have sold that sucker. Wow. That was um, that was my first real drum set. I had the Mickey Mouse, and then I had that. So that was my real drum set, and I did 
sell it and um I loved the Yamaha recording custom because yeah. it was piano finish and stuff. I sold that. Oh, nice. But uh, my Noble and Achilles sounds incredible. Yeah. So does, that's, yeah. that's at home. You don't get to use it as much. No, right? no. sad. No. Are, are you uh, pleased with some of the kits they have down there on Broadway? Do they keep up with them or are they just trashy drums? Um, yeah. Like some clubs, they're, they're better, but um, they got a new head deal at Tootsie's. Oh, good. You know, and oh, there's our horn section. <laughs> We're at the band cave, and so the railroad tracks are right by the band cave, and then so in the middle of everything you do here, whether we have a little studio in there too, uh, the train has to come by. I used to live <laughs> by a train. <laughs> I, I always say it sort of adds ambience, it adds oh, character to our pretty loud. <laughs> but why they have to lay on the horn for so long? Well, I guess they don't. They want to make sure the cars know that they're coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but, um, I can. But yeah, I had seen on some social media things about the drums uh, in these clubs mm. where um, it seems like I saw there was some kind of Facebook group or something about like Broadway drummers or something like that. And it was like all this inside thing like, hey, does anybody know what happened to the drum stool at Tootsie's? Or hey, who took the cymbal felts from so and so? Or hey, my hi hat, uh, did anybody pick this thing up? The hi hat clutch is missing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, the. Um, now you bring your own throne and stuff, but the the hardware really takes a beating, so that's that's not always fun. Really, and it's amazing to me that the hardware takes a beating because it doesn't go anywhere. It just, you know, yeah. I can imagine if it's being packed up and thrown in a case and touching other hardware, I can imagine. But just sitting up, basically just rising up and down and adjusting it a little bit, I can understand why it would take well, such a beating. Yeah, it just things are played on twelve hours a day. Yeah. And um, some of the stands, they just got new DW stands um, at Tootsie's and Honky Tonk Central. Yeah. And they needed them. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. So for those that don't know, Broadway, what, you, what people normally do now is, like you were saying, that it used to be kind of a sketchier place down there on Broadway, just kind of these honky tonks and kind of adult shops and things like that now it's a total tourist thing you know like people fly here they get an airbnb they uber and they or park somewhere publicly and they just go walking down on broadway and go from club to club to club to club yeah and you can hear the same song going from club to club i always wondered what it would be like if all the clubs got together have you thought the same thing oh my gosh and And, and picked a song picked a song and a time and and there's going to be like some kind of a bluetooth signal or something that's going to count you off and you all play the same song what would that had that dream for a long time i I thought i was the only one that thought that i used i would ride my one wheel down broadway and hear every these different songs kind of meld into each other as you go by the clubs because you hear the drums the drummer's always right out by the Mm -hmm. window there yeah by the door and uh I always wondered what it would sound like if all the bands played the same song at the same time, the same way, and all that. I always wanted to do that. You know, yeah. and I thought and Friends court, in Low Places would be the best thing, would uh, be the best one to do it. Yeah. And, but it would be have to be to a click, and they'd yeah. have to practice. And you, you'd have to, yeah, definitely yeah, Bluetooth it, to, okay, yeah. and we never count off. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's on the grid, you know, and, and get it at filmed, the same you know, and yeah, that would be, be so. Epic. We need to make that happen. It'd be so epic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. We need we need to make that happen. And with social media, it's not that hard. We could. Oh yeah. At some time, like at, at eleven twenty five on Thursday morning of so and so date, you know, is going to be the event. You mm-hmm. know, and everybody's going to play 
you know, uh, friends in low places and all the, the streets are going to line with people. It's going to be like an epic thing, you know, and we're going to film it. And yeah. That would be awesome, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be totally awesome. And Let's now, make that happen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Now the clocks are the, you know, it's not used to, you, you didn't have the clocks yeah, all right. the same. Now, now the total, exactly. The time, yeah. you know. You, the time. You, yeah, or there could, could be kind of a um, online, like a, li- uh, like, a, like a Facebook Live count off or something that everybody gets it at the same time you know i can hear the phasing right now though oh really yeah it's like flaming and phasing and like oh yeah but yeah if they could get it close enough that would be pretty cool it would just it would just radiate from everywhere like all down broadway you'd be able to hear it across the river it'd be amazing that'd be enormous wow yeah i've always wanted to do that so um what's in what's in your future are you just going to keep doing this forever any any plans of (laughs) Um, you're gonna I'm start gonna your own the, band. I'm gonna ride the wave. There you go. You yeah, know. Okay. Um, I do. You know, have my life outside of music, mm-hmm. and so, but that this is what I'm doing right now, yeah. and I'm totally blessed that I can do this and pay bills, and I bought a car. You know, That's and just awesome. I'm very, very, very grateful that I love what I do. Yeah. And so, um. I don't really want to go on the road yeah. right now, you That's know. Understandable. So, yeah. um, just very grateful. So that I, I guess I don't have a set plan. Yeah. And I was been thinking about that before before you even contacted me. Yeah. And I was talking to my roommate about it, but um, I'm just gonna ride the wave. And I've kind of, unfortunately, I've kind of put my eggs in one basket. But yeah. that can be good and and bad. But this is where I'm at, and I'm. Absolutely. Very grateful for what I'm doing. Yeah, I think there's pros and cons with everything. Like with me, with Lone Star being out on the road all the time, sometimes it, you know you don't have much of a home life. There's a little bit of one there, but mm-hmm. and especially in the early years when we were making records and we were gone all the time. Oh you know? yeah, we had kids that we didn't see that much that we wished we could see things we missed along the way. And you have a great you're make you're playing drums for a living and actually making a living at it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, yeah. that's just doesn't get any better than that. By the grace of God, I make people dance. That's right. You know what I mean? You do, they, yeah. Like if if I if I mess up, they're gonna know it. But That's right. It's 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 great to see people smile out there, and then um, I love it when the kids come up. You know, you get a little girl mm-hmm. that's looking at me through the window or something wow, like that. It's a girl and, playing drums. And oh. and then I've gotten you know so many like on stage or just give them drumsticks or something, and um, not me doing it. God does it, but that changes their life of course you know yeah. and and they go wow i want to do that right exactly you know? yeah that epiphany um, of that time that yeah happened, you know and you know when i was growing up um there weren't very many girls you know doing it and i was always shy you know yeah. and but now you know you got the drummer um beat like what is it drum some contest girl drummer contest yeah. on youtube and stuff um hit like a girl you know okay yeah. you know and you have you you can go and find tons of women playing yeah you know and then then they'll categorize it by age and stuff and what's the girl's can, name elijah wood or something that plays with shania twain yeah she's is, is elijah elijah wood uh, i think elijah it's wood. something yeah. elijah wood amazing amazing and oh, she yeah. just puts her little gopro camera up there i think it's so cool yeah i could it, watch her play all day i mean oh, yeah. she's just got so much energy and and fun into it did yeah. you feel like that do you, when yeah. you play do you i like... remember watching stephanie uhlenberg yeah. you know off kid rock oh right kid rock yeah. streamer 
Oh, right. So yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. powerful. Amazing, yeah. You know? And um, Sheila E. just played. I yeah. missed her this time, but I, I saw her play. But there's so many women out there, where, yeah. which there weren't as many. And oh. now it's it's just, it's just great. And there's not very many on, on Broadway, but that doesn't matter. They're all over the place, you know? Yeah. And um, so... It's and neat, Santana's it's wife, Santana, uh, Carlos yes. Santana. Um, Cindy, uh, Cindy, Cindy. Yeah, she used to play with... Um, Art Blakely? Uh, no, what I was mean, the... I mean, not um, Art Blakely. Um, starts with an L. Um, that played on all his stuff, you know, that played drums and bass and everything, you know, that... Um, My mind is a blank. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, but we'll think of it in a second, but... Um, it's so great, but it's so great to have, have them come up and, and I'll, you know get anyone like that to sit to sit in yeah you know okay i'm gonna pause for a second we're gonna come up with that name okay so hang on just a second you won't notice anything the listeners won't notice anything it'll be seamless but we're gonna pause it and then continue okay so uh it's lenny kravitz lenny kravitz we we, we paused for a second and we we thought about it and it took me about maybe what 15 seconds to think yeah i knew it was leonard lenny kravitz so cindy blackman who's now married to santana Santana. yeah uh, amazing drummer and we were just talking a little bit about how she got the gig over the phone, you know, from Lenny Kravitz, you know. So yeah, like, he Put the said, phone down and go play a play beat. Something, and, then, <laughs> and he's like, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, can you leave tomorrow? <laughs> but um, you had said something that you had kind of studied her and, what, and something. Yeah, the some, she as a shuffle. Yeah, how yeah. she she broke up the shuffle between the the, the hand and the, the, the kick and um, how it interweaved between the da, 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 what you're doing yeah. on the ride symbol. Wow! Because wow. you can take, and she would move that, you know, her left hand around the toms. Wasn't so. she on that uh, documentary, the uh, Count Me In, that was on Netflix? That's still on Netflix. Count I haven't me in. seen it. Oh, that's a really good one. You should see it. It's all about drumming and drummers. And um, uh, Taylor Hawkins, Taylor oh. Hawkins was was part of it. You know, God oh. rest his soul. Yeah. Um, and I think it had Cindy in there playing, oh. and she was. They had like a round, like all these drummers kind of sitting around playing. And she was one of them. And, I mean, every time it came to her, she was, like, the best to me, in my opinion. Because uh. you know how you kind of judge. You're like, eh, they're pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. every time it came to Cindy, I think it was Cindy. I'm pretty sure it was Cindy uh, I can't playing wait to in see there. It. Yeah, it was like – and I knew because she's – I think she's about my age. And, and so she not only was a little bit older than some of the other drummers in there, but she just outplayed them, like, way – you know, she has incredible. that jazz background yeah. that uh, is so powerful. So they would take turns, and I believe on the documentary Count Me In, there was a section where someone would take it, and then they'd go to another drummer, and then they would take it away from there, and then you get so many measures, and then they would send it to the other drummer would be right next to them, and they would get to do their little So solo. they were set up in a circle? Yeah, in a circle, yeah. And every time it came to Cin- Cindy, mm-hmm. Cynthia, whatever, Cindy, mm-hmm. she just completely ruled it, man. I just loved what she had to play. It was tasty. It was... Uh, her licks were clean and it was just sounded better. It was just like, wow. I She's a strong player. Yeah, strong player. Really strong like, hitter. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like everything she played was so um, intentional. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she well thought out, well executed. It wasn't just like, eh, I'm just going to show off a little bit. It was like, it had character to it. Yeah. Uh, and I, if you, uh, you guys get a That's... chance to check it out, it's called Count Me In. On Netflix, I believe it's still on there because I see it come up every once in a while, <laughs> and it's a great. You should see it. It's I really will. Good. Yeah, I'll turn yeah. it on tonight. <laughs> All about drumming and drummers, and and they uh, somebody mentioned something in there, and I don't know who it is about the same thing that I had mentioned in my podcast a while back about tempo and drummers and things like that. And I swear to God, they said it exactly the same way I've always said it before I ever saw the documentary, and that is when you're playing 
you talk about tempo some drummers speed up and it's not a bad thing you know like in like honky tonk women that song starts out one tempo and by the end of the song it's cooking but nobody ever once said oh that's a terrible song the drums speed up in it yeah you know and yeah, yeah. that's and so great I was, um, yeah. one time i was i had for some reason on my phone uh, auto repeat one song it, i had for somehow my phone got to where it would repeat one song the same song over and over again i don't know how it did it but i was listening to superstition by stevie wonder and it starts out as you know and then by the end of that song it's like and it's all these fills and it just gets faster and faster and then it ended and started again and it's like i'm like what song is this and it was just appalling to me just listening to that and how much slower it started out than when it ended up. Did it, did it aggravate you, or you? No, not at all. It just made me wonder, you know, wow, it's so imperceptively sped up throughout the song. But nobody ever once said, you know, oh, this is a terrible song. I can't believe the drums speed up so fast. It just slowly over the song, it gets a little faster. And, a little, and that's Stevie Wonder playing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he played on all the drums. Well, it's, yeah, it it's, um, makes you feel good. We're not computers. Yeah, we're not computers. And we're, yeah. And um, it's expression. It's like it's a. It's not a bad it's thing. It's freeing. Yeah, it you is. know. Yeah. And just look like how we're talking now. You and I are getting excited about something. Yeah. Like how our voice raises. We we talk a little bit faster. Yeah. We don't know? sit here and talk like this the whole time. Everything we say. <laughs> I mean, right. but just... the, you know, and I think that uh, there is a place for click. There is a, you know, when you hear, uh, like um, hip hop songs and things like that, they don't, they're not bad. You know, they they have a good steady rhythm, and even like the 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 hits that we hear now in country are on a grid. They're on the click, but it's the drummer ex- within that mm-hmm. that plays that. So there is a place for it. I understand, and it does sound good to a certain point. But then, you know, we yeah. agree that there's nothing wrong with the drummer just playing and feeling the song and right. listening and feeling the energy and speeding up a little bit. Yeah, or you, slowing down, you, whatever. You, you know? don't walk away. When when they're good, you don't walk away going, I wish they would, you know, <laughs> maintain that first tempo. But if, you know, the band's with each other, yeah. the players are with, with each other, so um, it has an energy. Yeah. You know, and I, but, one uh, of my favorite things in classic songs and songs nowadays is when the song doesn't start out on drums. It starts out on like maybe an acoustic guitar or something, not using the click, just totally playing. Mm-hmm. And then when the drums come in, it actually, it sort of Blues just it. pulls it back and it falls in this groove. And I love that. Like a good example is Night Moves by Bob Seger. You know, he's playing that strum, he's strumming that rhythm. But when the drums come, and then it just has this pocket, man. Yeah. It's not the same as the strumming. It's totally different. It's not. It pulls back a little bit. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, I, I do love too. That thing. It's like the it's like the drummer saying, "Okay, now here's the way the groove needs to go." Right. Y'all follow me, and then everybody falls into that groove. You know. Right. I love right. that. Yeah. It, uh, we concur on that. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it was been so good. I won't take up too much of your time. I know you probably got another gig you got to get to downtown. <laughs> They're waiting for you right now. Today's an easy day. It's just Is one it? gig. Oh, you only have one gig yeah. today. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, man, it was great talking to you and great meeting you. And um, I'm going to ride my one wheel down there as soon as the weather uh-huh. warms up a little bit. Yeah. Um, not today. I, it's too not cold. Not <laughs> today. No, no. Once it warms up, next time I'm down there, I'm going to look for you. I'm going to try yeah, and find. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try to find Kelly Bamberger or Kelly Bam Bam or Kelly Bam yes. playing drums down on Broadway. Well, you're come in, man. Sit okay, in. Okay, <laughs> I will. Come in. Oh, you want me to sit in? Yeah. Oh, man. The pressure's on. Share some stuff. Okay. <laughs> 
Nice to meet you so much. Yes. Nice to, you I too? think I've met you before, but yeah, really I think nice. we met along yeah. the way somewhere. But um, it's good to finally talk to you. And yes. thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you and so much for having me. I've learned so much. I always learn so much doing these podcasts, and now it's it's bringing back memories of when I first moved here, and yeah. you know, walking down on Broadway and seeing how it's changed and all that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to come down and see you, and I hope uh, you listeners out there will get a chance next time you come to Nashville. Uh, park your car, go down on Broadway, walk, and look for an awesome girl drummer named Kelly Bam Bam. Probably at Honky Tonk Central, right? Yeah. Yeah, at 10 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, whichever. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.